Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. Welcome to episode one, Managing Big Change. And here we are, Misty and I sitting together in the midst of some of the biggest change that many of us will ever experience. So Misty, my friend, how are you today? I'm so good, Lauren. How are you today? I am doing great as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging in, right? A lot of change. (laughs) That's right. I'm excited about this topic because I think that we've all been thrust into a time where we have to um, manage a lot. And in the workplace, it can be even more difficult. Definitely. I think it's managing in the workplace and the extra special layer on top is managing it at home at the same time. So I don't know if ever in our lives we've been through so much change professionally, personally, um, financially, and it's a lot. It's It's a lot. It's so much. I see so many people that are scared and overwhelmed and um, quite frankly, I've even been pushed to my end and I feel like I'm a pretty mindful person. Um, So I'm really glad to be able to share this podcast with people because I feel like mindfulness has a lot of buzz, um, but it hasn't really been implemented for a lot of people and it's so simple. And so I'm excited to give people tools to manage some of this big change that we're faced with. So thanks for joining us. Absolutely. So I, I find it helpful to, to help people understand why this is so hard, why change is so hard. And from a mindfulness perspective, which is really the perspective this entire podcast is, is really translating through, you know, the brain loves security. The mind loves to know what to expect, when it's coming, what the plan is, who's going to be there, how much it's going to cost. And we find a lot of safety and a lot of security in in knowing, but what do we know about life? That it's been turned upside down. That's right. It's been turned upside down. And the only constant is change. And I know that sounds so cliche. You know, I know some people have probably seen that sentence everywhere forever, but it's really, really true. And so with our need to know what's happening, pretty much gone out the window these days. It's leaving a lot of us in a pretty anxious state, a pretty um, insecure state. And like you said, I even consider myself pretty grounded because of my years of mindfulness practice and meditation. And I have had many nights just worrying about business, worrying about the plan for school, 
worrying about, is the family going to be okay? Worrying about money. And so I know if you and I are feeling it, that everybody's feeling it. I agree. I, I had a boss years ago that told me exactly that phrase about if you can recognize that change is constant and be able to adapt to that, you will always do well. He told me that. And I was young. I was probably like 23 or 24. I was like, yeah, yeah, this older guy with words of wisdom, right? And here I am, much older now, and realizing that, like you taught me, right now it's like this, right? Right now it's like this. Um, And so the best thing I can do as a human in the mess that we are in is to accept that every day is different and that it's going to keep changing and I'm just going to have to roll with it. And I, you know, I'm a type A person. I like plans and schedules and I look at my calendar and there's nothing on my calendar and it's, it's overwhelming. But then I tell myself right now it's like this and it makes it, it, it true to mindfulness. It sends this little trigger to my brain that says, that's true because we always know it changes and then I can move on and I don't feel so like, oh, so I think that's one of the best things that you can do for yourself right now, especially in the workplace, is to realize we're all changing. Everything's changing. It's going to keep on going. And the sooner you tell, start telling that little mantra to your brain, which is mindfulness, it will start to click and you'll be able to um, keep going and have a lot better attitude and the struggles won't seem quite as deep, I think. Do you agree? Totally. And I love what you said or what your old boss said that kind of sums up everything you just shared is that word of adaptability. You know, we can either work on being adaptable or we can practice in being rigid. And if we're practicing in being rigid, like holding so fast and strong to the way we think things should be, we will always be suffering. But if we can practice and train in adaptability and being okay when things aren't okay, we will be able to ride the wave of change much more gracefully. And if it's not gracefully, at least a little more easily than than perhaps we would have without some formal training around it. And it's like you said, it's telling yourself, giving yourself your own brain that message or that mantra or those few words, almost like you're giving yourself a little pep talk. Because if you're not, then guess, guess what your brain is hearing? It's hearing the stress. It's hearing the pain. It's hearing the media. It's hearing family, you know? And so we have to sort of take the reins for our own mind again and continue to remind ourselves that we're doing a good job, that, that we are adaptable, that we can do this, that we are strong and that we are smart. We have to tell ourselves those, those helpful words. Man, I know it's, you kind of have to be your own cheerleader these days. Totally. For sure. And um, it's, times like these that I see some of my friends 
practicing these things and they aren't quote practicing mindfulness they don't tell themselves they practice mindfulness but when i see them tell me these or when i hear them tell me these things i'm like you're practicing mindfulness you're resetting your brain you're telling your brain no we're going to block out that stuff and we're going to realize that this is how it is right now i'm going to accept it and i'm going to move forward it's truly just the awareness and the acceptance of the right now right absolutely and I'm not surprised at all that you have friends practicing this and kind of finding it on their own without even really realizing that it's mindfulness because we usually come to the practice for a reason. We usually come to the practice because we are struggling in some way, right? We would not find mindfulness practice if things were awesome all of the time. We would have no need for it. But what we can relate with everybody on the planet with is that the human condition is hard. It can be so lovely and so hard to be human. And, and when, when things are kind of dire, like they are now for people with stress levels through the roof and, and insecurity and uncertainty, we automatically find ways to soothe ourselves. And it's like you said, if we really just look at what people are doing, it's all under this umbrella of awareness and attention management. That leads me to probably, I think would be our second point is like what you said about connection. Um, I know something that has really helped me during this time is staying connected. And I think before all the pandemic started, I actually was uh, so over social media and Um, and while there is its negative side, I have found that, um, through this pandemic, I've reached out to coworkers that I haven't talked to in a really long time, but when I did work with them, they were a great source of light. And you know, those people, we all know those people. We all have worked with someone like that. And it has been really great to from a personal standpoint, reach out to these people, but from a professional standpoint, um, to be able to reconnect with them and share what I now know and also get their input and just the camaraderie of it. And I think that everyone will agree right now, like, you know, we did the whole like, we're not apart, but we're together, that whole thing. And I think that wave of the pandemic has passed. Um, But it really is true from a work perspective, if you're kind of down in the trenches right now and you're feeling really low, one of the best things that you can do is phone a friend and a work friend, somebody that knows what you're going through, understands all the ins and outs, because that makes a huge difference too. Um, And I think you probably have done the same thing through this thing. Yeah, I love that. And in fact, I think in the show notes, I'll put a link to some studies that show and really prove how vital human connection is. Um, There's been a lot of really great research on it, and it is so important all of the time to our health, and especially during um, real times of challenge like we're in now. And, And I do love that about connecting with somebody of course, like friends and family, but also someone at work. Like, you're so right that, that no one really understands what you go through at work. 
except for the people who are doing your same job day in and day out. And say you're in leadership and you're at the top, that can be kind of a lonely place to be. And so maybe you phone another friend in leadership at a different company who, with different details, has really the same struggles you do. Um, but I think finding that common ground with people whom you share a lot of time with, even if they're not your best friends, because I guarantee that person is feeling what you're feeling as well. I guarantee you are never the only one feeling how you're feeling. And there's a lot of healing in that camaraderie and even in that commiseration, if it turns to that. You know? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And it really has, like I said, been a lifeline for me. I connected with an old boss that, gosh, he was my boss like 10 years ago. And I, I got on LinkedIn because that's, you know, that's a great place to, to go in and find people that you used to work with. Um, and I, I, honestly, I had completely forgotten about him. Not forgotten about him, but you know, he wasn't on my radar. And I saw that it was his birthday on LinkedIn. So I was like, oh my gosh, happy birthday. He sent me a message back and we kind of reconnected through text messages. And he was like, what are you doing these days? And I was like, what are you doing? And we talked about his team and some of the struggles he was having. And he was like, it's really nice to have, um, he, he was looking for a female perspective in this actual scenario. And he said, it's really nice to have a female perspective. And he said, you kind of popped out of nowhere. And I told him I was just scrolling through LinkedIn. So I guess if you are looking for a way to jog your memory about people you worked with, that, that's a great suggestion. You know, it worked for me. I love that. I love that. And I think it's a really good reminder also that sometimes when we're overwhelmed, we find it overwhelming to reach out to somebody. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed, we're like, oh my gosh, I cannot get on the phone with my friend because we haven't talked in a couple months and we have so much to catch up on and I just can't do it. So sometimes connecting with someone you used to work with or someone at work is a little bit different because they, they know a different side of you. And yes. um, so just, I guess, keeping in mind that there's different types of people to connect with. I think that's, you, you hit the nail on the head. They're not going to be people that are going to, you're going to have to tell what your kids are up to and how your spouse is. It may be a general broad question. How's the fam? Great. Moving on, you know? Um, and it's nice to have those people in your life that you, like you said, they're, they see a different side of you. They know work Misty and work Lauren. They don't know mom Misty and mom Lauren, which is very different people. Exactly. <laughs> they're very different people. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's totally okay. Agreed. Um, I also think, you know, I, I get into sort of the habit of being lazy with my communication, with reaching out to friends and family. And so, and I know not everybody is that way, but connecting with your professional friends, but also just getting over that inert kind of heavy, tired state making you not connect to people, just recognizing you're in that place of, I, I feel like it's for me being lazy about connecting, being like, okay, there I am in that place. I'm going to override that feeling and reach out to the people that I love so much and that love me so much back. And I am always glad I did. So what do you think? We'll close today in just a little bit here with a mindfulness practice. Worse. 
Great. That's why I showed up. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there would be mindfulness here. Yes. <laughs> and know that over the course of these episodes with Misty and I together, we will get into what mindfulness is, what it means. We've mostly all heard the word by now, but what the heck is mindfulness practice? And we will evolve that topic as the episodes progress. So our last point for today is, is on kind of touching on what Misty said Misty, what you said earlier about remaining adaptable. And really, adaptability is, is the ability to learn something new. You know, I, I am pretty comfortable with tech. However, I have a lot of people in my life who are not or were not comfortable with tech in March and really resisted the idea of having to learn an entirely new platform or 10 entirely new platforms. And I get it. When we are stressed out, when we are overwhelmed, learning something new, we're like, how am I supposed to do that? There's no space up there. There's no space in my brain, nor is there energy, nor is there attention. Like everything feels frayed, right? However, what we do know about evolving through change is that adaptability is key rigidity is just going to keep us stuck. And so while this doesn't mean you have to go learn a new language, right? If you or are awesome. sourdough bread, <laughs> sourdough uh, bread, <laughs> I went down that wormhole. <laughs> I tried and <laughs> I'm still trying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so don't you agree that mindfulness practice gives you and this is going to sound really vague, and I'll try to define this, but the mental spaciousness or capacity to actually learn something new. Yes. Right? hundred percent. It's like, I don't know if you've seen this little meme going around Instagram, but it's like a drawing, just a marker and paper drawing. Mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L-L. And it's this big, crazy squiggle. And then it's, Mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L, and it's just a simple circle with nothing in it, one line. And I think that describes like why we, when we don't have attention training, awareness training, a sense of stability inside of us, we can't really take on anything new. But when we do have those senses, we can kind of fit it all in. It's not always pretty and it's not in a straight line, but we can fit it all in and still be kind of okay. The awareness piece is, I think for me, the biggest piece of mindfulness um, and just recognizing that I have a mind full, like what you said. That's the first thing I tell my girlfriends or my friends that approach me about it. I'm like, you have a lot in your brain. So the first thing you need to do is recognize and be aware. I got a lot in my brain. Okay. It's almost like when you have a drinking problem, you know, saying I have a problem. Right. Admitting it's the first thing. It's like that way with mindfulness. Not I have about. a really full mind. There's a lot on my plate. I'm not sure what to do and how to juggle it. Okay. 
being aware. Awareness is so important. And there are times when my mind gets really full. And that's when um, I've slowly rewired those processes so that now my brain says, whoa, whoa, Misty, stop, take a breath, take a beat. Now, what's most important with what you're doing right now? What do you need to do right now? And man, I never used to do that. I used to like pat myself on the back because I was a multitasker. That was an air quote, since you can't <laughs> see me. Um, and I thought I was so awesome. I was just doing everything kind of okay, like juggling a whole bunch of plates waiting for them to not fall. Now I can have those same plates going, but then zero in and say, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm going to do this thing well. And that really is being mindful of all of the things that are in my head and being aware of those things. For the most part, I have a mind full, just like everybody else. And but I have learned that I am aware of that and then how, what can I do to move forward? It is so true that it's, it's primarily, I wouldn't say primarily, but for sure the first step in opening that door is being honest with how we are, being truthful with what's going on for us. And, and from there, the sky is the limit with how we can work with our brain and our attention, how that affects our entire body and our overall health. But you're right. If we can't even say, I am really overwhelmed right now, then there's no way we're going to move beyond that state. So the first step is, is getting quiet enough momentarily to just check in. And quiet enough doesn't have to mean 30 minutes. It could be one minute of just stopping and noticing and observing and just seeing how we feel. How am I? What's going on for me right now? What feels true for me right now? That's a great lead in for our meditation for the day. For our practice. <laughs> yeah. Great. Let's get to it. So our idea was, was to offer our listeners a super brief mindfulness practice at the end or sometimes the beginning, sometimes it'll be the middle of every episode. And when we were talking, Misty, earlier, we realized that a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving, while they are cleaning, um, while they're running, and that it's not really feasible to just stop what you're doing and sit down for formal meditation. Um, most of the times it's not. And so we're going to keep the mindfulness practices more relatable and a little more practical because really mindfulness practice is a way of living. Um, it is a practice, but it's also a way of being. It's a trait. It's a state and a trait. So it's both. And so our practice today is one on kind of getting out of our own myopic experience. Like I know you know how this feels. You're so overwhelmed. You're so stressed out. And I don't know a, a more kind way to say this other than this, but when we're in that state, it's all about me. You know, it's all about my experience, all about my issues, my struggles, my pain, naturally. I mean, that's the nature of the human brain, right? 
But what mindfulness can help us realize is that there's more to the picture than me. And there's more to my surroundings than my own tiny experience. And there is a ton of relief in that state when we can expand outward from what's happening just in our own little package of brain and body. So there's a tremendous relief we feel of, of just really recognizing that we're part of a huge community and that, and that we're not alone. And so mindfulness works with the senses a lot. So the one practice we're going we're gonna to work today is about a minute long, maybe less. And wherever you are, whether you're driving, you can continue driving. It's all good. If you're cleaning your house, if you're sitting at your desk, if you're, if you're out for a walk, take a deep breath in through your nose and a very long exhale out your mouth. Again, inhale through your nose and exhale out through your mouth. Please be mindful, of course, if you're driving, but wherever you are, start to look around and notice something that is out of the ordinary for you. So if you're running, a lot of times we're just looking at the ground or we're looking at the street ahead. Can you look at the green on the trees? If you're driving, obviously eyes are forward, but can you, can you briefly look upward toward the sky? If you're at home, look around and notice something in your house that you have never seen in your whole entire life. Sometimes it's like a crack on the wall or some scuff on the paint. So just a few more seconds looking around and just let your eyes rest on something that isn't in your immediate vicinity. All right, and then just release that practice, release that intention and come back. It's so simple. It's a simple awareness in one minute. If we could all do that just once a day even, just once a day, man, things will, you'll be able to adapt to change very easily. And I think that that is something that we all are going to have to be managing for quite some time. <laughs>